How should you measure success? This is an important question. When you have so many successful people, entrepreneurs, celebrities, actors, politicians, who are miserable. Now, most people won't tell you that, but many do. And I can tell you, and I'm going to be honest in this episode, I have achieved more success than I ever thought would be possible for someone like me. And I still find myself discontent, frustrated, irritated, disappointed, and at worst, miserable. What is wrong with people like me and other quote-unquote successful people that we look up to? Maybe you felt this yourself. Maybe you reached a goal that you thought would satisfy you and it didn't, and you wonder why. Maybe you haven't struggled with this, and you're at the very beginning of your journey, and you cannot wait to reach some goal of success because you know it's going to fulfill you, and you're wondering, wait, am I missing something? Is there something I should be looking out for before I chase my dreams? Today's episode is going to help you out as we break down why successful people are so miserable so often and how you can avoid that trap. No, I'm not going to tell you not to chase your dreams, but I do want to talk about a real practical way to look at your journey of goal achievement and success to make sure that you are measuring your success in the right way so that you'll be satisfied, you'll be happy, and you'll be able to continue to do great things in the world. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 184 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran, pumped to hang out with you today. We're going to talk about the living more and growing your business side of things, because I want those to go together. I don't want you to grow your business at the sake of feeling fully alive and satisfied, And I know you want to grow your business to be able to do some of the things in your life that require money. So we're going to address both of those today. Before we get into it, I want to put something practical in your hands, and it's my 30-day online income jumpstart guide. This is a great starting point. Literally, it's in the name. If you are ready to start your business, we're getting to the end of the year here. This is a perfect time to be thinking about next year. That business that you didn't start this year or that one that you've been loosely kicking around but you haven't monetized yet. If you want a step-by-step plan that just gets through all the bloat and the fat and gets right to like, how do we build an offer and get it in front of people and make money in the next 30 days, this is the plan for you. It's not going to make you gobs and gobs of money. I'm not promising millions. I am promising that you will make money in the next 30 days if you do what it teaches and you will have built something that you can then expand into your full-time income. It's super fun. It's absolutely free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart, all one word, grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. I'm gonna link to it below here as well and get your 30-day online income jumpstart guide. Okay, let's talk about success. And the reason I wanna talk about this is I wanna give you an example um, that I'm gonna come back to at the end. I'm gonna give a personal example. So opening the doors here, literal conversation I'm having with my wife the other day. Um, We're talking about our finances. We're getting to the end of the year, talking about what we've accomplished this year, what we want to do next year. Where are we going with our finances? What are some of our the big milestones that are ahead of us, right? And, you know, I'm filling around on kind of where I'm thinking. I want to get to know what she's thinking. And in this conversation, I just got really frustrated. I got really frustrated and I found myself like having a pity party. 
um, about our finances, um, about being able to do certain things financially or not be able to do certain things financially. Or if we want to do this financially, we can't do that financially. And these are, I'm being very transparent and vulnerable here. These are obvious conversations that all of us have had to have with our spouse or with our family members or with ourselves about like, if I do this with my money, I can't do this. Got it. So I'm, I know boohoo Graham, but this is the whole point, right? If you, I don't know what you think of me. It doesn't really matter what you think of me, but perhaps you're like, well, you know, you should be able to do whatever you want financially. You should be happy because you make X amount of money or whatever it is. I'm being vulnerable for a point. I found myself super frustrated, super irritated, and just mentally overwhelmed. Like, uh, I don't make enough money to do the things I want to do. And if you, if you're making, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to make a judgment statement. If you're making the amount of money I'm making and you say you're not making enough money, something's wrong. <laughs> so I kind of, my, my antenna, my spidey sense was tingling of like, uh, Graham, I think you're a little out of whack. There's something wrong because you are very successful, even by your own standards. And you're, you're unhappy with your finances. And there's no real reason why it's just this overarching feeling of, of frustration. I'm going to, I'm going to come back to the story of how the story ended uh, but I'm going to use that as a jumping off point to something that I want Dan Sullivan, who's a brilliant, brilliant business coach, a strategic coach, Dan Sullivan. Um, he talks about something that I think is so helpful. And this has been helpful for me in a practical sense as we were dealing with our finances. But it dawned on me like this is something that so many of my students and clients deal with that I need to talk about it on the show. So Dan Sullivan has been coaching thousands of entrepreneurs entrepreneurs for years, I think since like the 70s. And one of the things he talks about, and he's written about this, I think he has an entire book on this, but I've heard him talk about this in other places, is something that he calls the gap in the gain. And it's, it's a framework for how to understand how to measure success if you want to be satisfied and fulfilled and how not to measure success. And he was fascinated with the idea that there's these high net worth, high achieving highly successful people that were his clients that he was coaching who on the outside, everybody would be super envious to have their life. But when they talked about their life and their achievements, they were so hard on themselves and they felt like they weren't doing a good enough job and they were miserable. And he's like, what's the disconnect here? And what he talks about in the book and then in his other teachings about this concept, the gap in the gain is so simple, but I think it is the difference maker between being satisfied in your work and being unsatisfied. And I'm bringing this up now because we're at the end of the year. And so you might be looking back and you might be like, did I achieve all my goals? Did I hit my revenue targets? Did I launch that business? Did I do that partnership? You, maybe you were building a course and you didn't get it out or whatever your goal was. Maybe you didn't hit it. Or maybe you had multiple goals and you didn't hit any of them or most of them. And you're disappointed. Or maybe since it's the end of the year, early, you know, new year's coming, you're thinking about next year and you think, how do I set goals that that do their job to, to help me move in a direction, have a vision. I don't want to just meander through my business and my life and just take what comes. I want to go with some sort of focus and direction, but how do I not get disappointed if I don't reach those goals, et cetera? So I think Dan Sullivan's The Gap and the Gain are going to make a lot of sense. So he talks about, and I'm going to break it down, Here's the concept from Dan. And then I'm going to give you some practical applications of how I like to apply this concept. And then I'm going to come back to my story about me and my pity party and my finances. My, my millionaire crying his millionaire tears. Okay. So Dan talks about the ideal. 
when we set out to do anything in life, there is an ideal in our mind. So it could be for you an ideal the way your business looks or the amount of money you're making, the way you're showing up in your business, the amount of hours you're working. And so you've pictured life, this new life that I'm helping you, hopefully helping you work on and build every single week here on the show. And in my coaching, if you're a a paid student of mine or in my community, but even if you just listen to the show, I'm trying to help you every week, get closer to that, that dream life that you want to live because it's part business, but then also the life that that business affords, the flexibility, the time, um, being able to do meaningful work and then be with the people and support the people and the causes you care about. That's the whole point of the show. So you've got some ideal. And what Dan says is the ideal is what we chase after for the future. It's always future focus. We see it. And the power of the ideal is that it motivates us emotionally. So if you've ever done any kind of vision work, created a vision, one thing I like to do with my my one-on-one clients and in my mastermind I've done for years is is help my students craft a three-year vision. Um, It's it's very graphic and and specific and and you you try to picture all of it, how you're feeling, what you're doing, how you're spending your time, the amount of money you're making, what you're doing with that money, what, what your family life looks like. All of that is powerful because you're, you're crafting this ideal that you're going to shoot for, and it gives us powerful motivation. And we need motivation. Without that ideal to strive for, we're not going to be inherently motivated. We're always motivated only because there's some ideal in the future that we're chasing. But Dan's point is the ideal is not an achievable point. So you need to differentiate between the concept of the ideal, what you imagine, this perfect scenario, and a goal. A goal is something that you can achieve, and that might be one subset of that vision, that ideal, but the ideal is an ever-moving target. So, for example, you could have a goal of earning $100,000 a year or more in your business, $100,000 a year. That is a, a, a goal. The ideal, though, that might be, your goal and your ideal might be the same when you're starting out. You might be like, oh, the, the dream life is $100,000 a year. And so you make that your goal, and then you hit that goal, like many of my students have. And they're both surprised and elated that they hit it. What do you think happens when they reach $100,000 a year in their business? They move the goalpost. Let's uh, let's see if we can get $200,000. let us 2x our business. So now the ideal has changed, as has the goal. When they reach $200,000, okay, let's make the ideal $500,000. They reach $500,000. Let's make the ideal a million. That's that's the ideal. Because if I had a million, then I could have this life at 500,000. Plus, I'd have an extra 500,000 a year. Imagine what I could do with that. And you can see what happens, whether it's income or impact. Let's say, you know, it would be amazing to have, uh, you know, a thousand followers on Instagram or a thousand subscribers on my YouTube channel. I would feel like I, like I'm making a difference. I've had a thousand subscribers, but the, the moment you hit a thousand, you're already thinking about ten thousand. Like, man, I really want to have ten thousand. Now, you, depending on who you are, you might be hearing this and saying, "What's wrong with this? This is just the natural evolution of goal setting." What's wrong with it is if you've lived it and you're honest with yourself. It gets exhausting to keep moving the goalposts. You reach it and you're like, oh, but she's doing 2X what I'm doing. 
He's doing 5X what I'm doing. And you keep moving the goalpost, moving the goalpost. What you're experiencing is what he calls the gap. So you've got where you're starting. You've got an ideal, which is the dream. Um, and even if you get close to that ideal or you reach a goal along that way. So let's say the ideal for you is a quarter of a million dollars. That sounds amazing. And you're like, you're, one of your goals is $100,000 a year. Like you get there first. You get $100,000 a year, six figures. If you're still looking at that ideal, that 250,000, or in the previous example, if your ideal and goal were the same, it's just 100,000. That's all you could imagine. That's all you could dream up. And then you reach 100,000. And then you notice someone else is making a quarter of a million dollars a year. And all of a sudden you're like, huh, I'm not, I'm not there yet. You're looking at where you are now, which you've achieved your original goal, original ideal. And now you're comparing it to this new ideal. And you're looking at the gap between where you are and where you want to be. When you look at the gap, what happens is that you don't feel better about your life. You don't feel good because all you're doing is looking at where you are in the horizon line. And when you get closer to the horizon line, like an actual horizon, you never can reach it because it's not a real place. It's just as far as you can see to the next place. And so you keep getting closer and you keep comparing yourself to the ideal that's ahead of you, whether it's your own ideal or you're getting your ideal from seeing other people. We'll talk about that in a minute. And you're going to get a flash of two emotions. One is a rush of positive emotion, which is, oh, there's a bigger dream out there, a bigger vision. And that's that's motivating and exciting in one breath. But then in the other breath, it's crushing and defeating because oh, now there's more work to do. Like you, you can't even enjoy that you're now making six figures a year, $100,000 a year, because you know what? You're not making $250,000 a year. Or if income isn't the thing, follower count or whatever the, the number is for you. And so Dan's point is when you're constantly looking at the ideal, no matter how much you achieve, you're always going to be disappointed because you're, you're, you're creating a gap and you're just focusing on the gap between where you are and where you want to be. Instead, he says, ideals are great for getting motivated emotionally, but they're not great for measuring success. You should never measure your success based off of your ideal because you will never reach it. Therefore, you will never be able to fully feel successful, no matter how much measurable success you have, which to his point, the only way you should measure your progress or your success is by looking backwards at the gain. So the gap is between where you've come and where the ideal is, always ahead of you, always in the future, always moving target. The gain is how far you've come. I've also heard him describe it as the reverse gap. You know, you got the gap and then the reverse gap. But the gain is how far have you come from where you started? So in that example, if you started at $0 an hour in your online business because you were a nine to five employee and you're at the beginning and you reach $100,000 a year, if you spent more of your time looking at the gain you've you've accomplished, like where you come, have come from and where you are now, you will feel significantly better. So it's very simple advice. Dan always says, always turn around and look where you started. Always turn around and look where you started. Let me break this down practically, and maybe this will help you differentiate between that vision, that ideal. Is that a bad thing? Is it a good thing? What about goals? Here's how I'm processing it, how it makes sense to me, and maybe this will be of use to you, and then we'll finish up with applying it to my finances example. 
you want to start with imagining the ideal. The ideal is a wonderful thing because it's emotionally powerful and you want to craft a vision. You should go buck wild. The, the, the bigger the vision, the, the more specific you can get, the more you allow yourself permission to dream, which is hard for many of us, myself included. There's so many layers from childhood and, and early adulthood of shoulds and shouldn'ts and what's acceptable, what's it not. The, the more you can get past all of what you think is right or wrong to want or desire, and you can just dream a little bit and, and let the the good or the bad sort itself out later, but just dream. If you're honest with yourself, what does the ideal look like, let's say in your business? And, and in our case, well, let's talk about business success. I would say dream up how much income you're making. Um, and if an annual amount is, is random, that go monthly because most of our bills are monthly. And so that's maybe a little more tangible to be like, yeah, if I made 10,000 a month, that I can see how that would benefit me or not. So dream up the amount of income you're making, the type of work you're doing and not doing, the amount of hours per week it takes to create that income. And if it's a, if it's a lower number than 40, let's say, which I highly recommend, at least take Fridays off, right? Um, but I work as few hours as possible. Why? Like, what are you going to do with that other free time? That's part of your life. Oh, it allows me to go take my kids to school and pick them up. Or now I have more time to do lunch and, and coffee with friends, or I have more time to read books or take courses or whatever it is. Or I, I want to also write a book on the side. Dream about all of that. Dream about what you're going to do with the money. Dream about how your family responds to this new you and this new business and this new rhythm of life you've created. Dream all of that up. That's the ideal. It's emotionally powerful and that will motivate you to take massive action, which you need to take massive action. But then step two from there is you need to create concrete goals, i.e. measurable goals that are incremental, okay? So you've got that ideal, that dream, that vision. Let's reverse engineer that and break it down into concrete, measurable, incremental goals, steps along the journey, if you will. You're not going to get from where you are to where you want to be in one step. This is something I, I teach in my six-figure coaching community. The goal of that community is to help my students, my, my members, ramp up their business to $100,000 a year or more and working 20 hours a week or less. They're not going to do that in one giant step. Some people do. They're lucky, and that's awesome, and I celebrate them. But most of us, it takes incremental steps to adjust those dials and get the income up and the work hours down. And, 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 and time is a big currency there. Like some of these things just literally take time for them to be created because you're building momentum in your business with your audience and that kind of stuff. So incremental goals are, are more realistic. And I'll give you a pro tip here. Psychologically, I know there is a lot of talk about the magic of thinking big and big, hairy, audacious goals. And, and that to me is more of the vision side of things like dream the dream big. But when it comes to actual goal setting, I'm much more motivated personally by small, manageable goals, right? These small, manageable, incremental goals are what keep me going. They keep me motivated because if I hit a goal pretty quickly, that boost of, of adrenaline is so addicting. I want, I, I'm proud of myself. I'm confident. I'm ready to hit the next goal. If there's a long time period before I can reach a certain goal, I'm less likely to stay motivated and I'm going to quit before it's, it's, it's time. So 
That's just a pro tip that works for me and keeps me psychologically motivated. So you've got the ideal. You're breaking it up into goals that are measurable and they're smaller incremental goals to get you there. That's great. Now, what we're going to do is as you achieve those goals, you're not going to keep looking at the ideal. You're just going to look back, like Dan Sullivan says, and look at the game. Look at the reverse gap. Look at how far you've come. And the way to do this practically is simple. It's daily gratitude. Gratitude is so trendy because there's so much actual science being done on this, and it it's powerful and it's real, and it's a habit. It's easy to skip because you know you're grateful, but you move right on to the next thing. We're, we're entrepreneurs, we're creators, we're excited about the future, and so there's a natural bent towards progress and momentum and forward motion. And so we don't make time for looking back and saying and acknowledging and cataloging, wow, I'm so grateful for my first customer. Like my first customer ever was a guy named Paul. Never met him. He bought my very first course. It was $45 back in 2010. And I still have that PayPal receipt. That's a concrete, wow, I'm so grateful for Paul. My very first customer, right? Uh, The first of tens of thousands. Um, and the, that first dollar, that first $45 of the millions I've made online, it's that thinking about that is motivating. It's cool. Wow. That was a big step. The first time, um, I made enough money to replace my full-time salary and then replace my wife's previous full-time salary. Wow. That's huge. But daily gratitude, it can be as simple as, man, I had a really nice email from a customer that loved my course. I had, um, Another 10 people follow me on Instagram and like my most recent post. I had, uh, you know, a Black Friday sale and people were so grateful for the, the, the deal that I offered that able to, some people that couldn't afford the course were able to get in or whatever it would be. What can you think of daily? Even if it's just two to three things that you're grateful for in your business, it's going to train your brain to look back because gratitude forces you to look back. Gratitude doesn't look forward. It looks back. That's the nature of gratitude. So in order to move forward, you need to feel confident and successful. And the way to do that is to look backwards. And a practical application of that is daily gratitude. And I really recommend it in your personal and professional life. Think of three to five things every day that you're grateful for in your personal life and your in your professional life. They can be small, they can be big. It's going to train you to look at how far you've come. Okay. Here's a really important one. Know your limits when it comes to inspirational figures in your life. By that, I mean people you follow on social media, people whose podcasts or videos you watch or listen to, mine included, people whose books you read, whoever it is that is at the level you want to be at um, or steps ahead of you or whatever that you're using as inspiration or modeling for the life you want, the success you want in a certain area you want. You're looking to them as an ideal. And that again is useful to a point because it inspires you and motivates you emotionally. But you need to know your limits when that inspirational figure is no longer useful and he or she is actually harmful. It's not their fault. They're not doing anything wrong. But you seeing their success is no longer helpful to you. It's no longer motivational. It's actually demotivating and it's just creating more focus on the gap between you and where you want to be because you're now looking at where you are, which you were proud of, 
until you looked at where they are and now they've become the ideal and you can no longer be excited and motivated by it. It really is just a, man, why am I not where she is? Why am I not where he is? This practically looks like unfollowing people, unsubscribing from podcasts or email lists, taking a sabbatical from reading books or following inspirational people. Like there is a time and a place for everything. And I go through cyclical seasons where I unfollow, unsubscribe from all kinds of amazing people. They haven't done anything wrong. And a lot of times I'm coming back at some point, but I might need to take six months off from following them in particular. It's not good for my heart, right? Be a big boy, be a big girl, know your limits. Just like if you've struggled with alcoholism in the past, you need to know your limits and know that you shouldn't walk into a bar, right? It's not gonna help you. There's nothing wrong with a bar, but maybe there's something wrong with it for you in this season. Make sense? Know your limits when it comes to inspirational figures. And here's a bonus final application for you. We'll wrap this up. Make sure you have a good enough why for your goals. You can see that ideal. You can make these goals, but please have a real good enough why that's at least articulated and that you're like, yeah, that's important to me. Otherwise, these goals become empty milestones along a journey or a path you never needed to go down. You, did you know you can become successful at the wrong thing? Not wrong arbitrarily you know, or objectively by any moral standards, but just wrong for you. How many of us have become so successful in a journey or a path that wasn't ours? It was either our parents, it was our friends, it was our peers, or it was wrong for us in that we thought it was what we wanted, but never really gave it serious consideration, just made a decision of like, yeah, I think I want that. And we chased hard after it, only to find that, you know what, I don't want this. We've all done it. For some people for decades, and it's heartbreaking. For some people, it was just a year or a few months. No shame in it. It's just, if you can avoid it, I want you to avoid it. I want you to make significant process in your life down a path that you genuinely need to go down, want to go down. And there's so many paths to go down. So progress for progress sake is not the goal for anybody, shouldn't be. Progress down the right path should be. So that starts with just, just checking all your goals. When you have a goal, you have an ideal, just ask yourself why. why. Why do I want this again? And if you can't come up with a good answer, don't feel bad. Just use that as an indicator. Huh, maybe I don't actually need to go down this path at all. Maybe this is the wrong path. Maybe you need to rethink these things. It's just a good barometer for you. So you imagine the ideal because it's a powerful motivator. You create concrete, measurable goals. I recommend smaller incremental goals, goals along the way. You look back at the gain of how far you've come. You don't look ahead at the gap between you and the ideal. You look back to the gain and you do that through practical things like gratitude daily. Know your limits when it comes to inspirational figures in your life or inspirational ideals in your life. Sometimes they hurt more than they help. And then bonus, make sure you have a good enough why for all of your goals. Now, let's wrap it up by going back to my finances. The last couple of years, I found that what I've been doing is what Dan Sullivan has been telling me not to do. I've been looking at the gap. Every year as we've built wealth, as we've achieved new milestones in our finances and our family, I'm motivated by the future. If I take the strength finders test, I rank very high or the highest on the futurist. I am a futurist. That is a strength. It's also a weakness as all of our strengths have a dark or a shadow side. And so the shadow side to my future focused planning, let's reverse engineer this and go do it mind is that 
I'm spending most of my time thinking about the ideal. And so I'm constantly looking at the gap between where I am and where I want to be. So I'm constantly living in a state of disappointment. How lame is that? But it's real. So in my finances, it doesn't matter what we've achieved financially, right? And and I've been pretty candid about a lot of that we've achieved financially, not to boast, but just to give you some mile marker of like, look, you can make millions of dollars online and live a great life and be disappointed in your finances if, like me, you've been looking at the ideal or you've been looking at other people's lives that are steps ahead of you. The people I follow continue to get further and further ahead of me because I keep following new people that are new echelons, right? And that's proving in this season of my life to be unhelpful. So literally today, I'm going for a walk and I'm thinking about this. And I'm I'm starting to like focus more on the gain or the reverse gap, looking back at how far we've come. And so I've been thinking about things like, wow, remember my first job out of college with a college degree, big boy job, shirt and tie kind of job. They paid benefits, right? Kind of job. There was an HR department kind of job. That first job, I made $15 an hour, which is $30,000 a year if you work full-time. It's kind of depressing, by the way, because you can get that amount of money working at McDonald's with a high school diploma, but I digress. And I look back and say, wow, look how far I've come from making $30,000 a year. I just made $30,000 the other day. In one day, like not sitting in an office doing a job I didn't really like that much. So, wow, gratitude, right? Like I'm looking back at how far I've come. Um, I was looking back at the first house we bought. And back then I was so grateful that we were able to have saved up a down payment and we were able to afford, it was a small, modest house, not quite the neighborhood I wanted, but we were able to own a house. That was a big deal. We bought our first house 13 years ago. And I think about that house, what we paid for it, how small it was, but it was great. And then I look at the, you know, the house we were able to build this year and, you know, how much nicer it is and bigger. And we got to pick it all out because it was a custom home and how much it's worth and all these things. I'm like, wow, look how far we've come. I look at, I remember thinking one day I would love to put my kids in a private Christian school. Um, But I was like, but I'll never be able to afford that. Um, So I never, never thought about it, but now we're able to afford that. Um, So, looking back blows your mind and you need to do that. I've had to do that for my own finances to realize, you know what? We're doing great. I, I can have some more goals, but you know what? I'm fine. I'm fine because I, when I look back, I'm like, wow, I've come a long way and I'm super happy and super proud. And then practically speaking, I've just unfollowed a bunch of people, you know, people that are you know, if I'm doing multi seven figures, people are doing eight figures, nine figures, 10 figures, like I'm just going to unfollow those people because I'm looking at their house and I'm looking at what they're doing and their trips. I'm like, wow, that makes me feel like I'm not doing anything. And it's the same. It's, it's the comparison trap. We all are in it. We're, it's all a straight line up or down and we're somewhere different on that ladder. Um, but all we're doing is looking up. We're looking up like, whoa, she's so much higher than me. Instead, we need to be looking back to how far we've climbed. And if we can, if it's relevant, help those people that are still a little further behind us in the journey, pull them up to where we are. That's what I try to do with you every week on this show. It's like, hey man, nobody was teaching me this stuff in 2009 when I was groping through the dark and trying to figure out online business. I didn't even know what online business was. 
I just know I needed to make money and I was trying to use the internet to do it. I, I'm trying to create the resource I wish existed 13 years ago and help pull you along much faster than I was pulled along. And that's the beautiful thing. Look back, not to demean others or where you came from, but to celebrate how far you've come. Look at the gain you've accomplished more than you look at the gap between you and the ideal because, hey, you're never gonna reach the ideal anyway. And as you achieve incremental goals, I love goal setting, I'm not against it. It just gives you more to celebrate when you look back. Make sense? So my challenge for you is to write down sometime today, if not right now, what is one area of your life or business that you've been looking at the gap between you where you are and the ideal? Be honest about it. Write that down. Is it how much money you're making versus what you want to be making? Is it the way your your weekly rhythms look like or the amount of work it takes or the amount of hours in the office or the size of your audience? the influence that you want, the table that you want to be able to sit at and be invited to, but you haven't been invited at that table yet. And there's people that you know, you, you really could belong in that group, but you're not quite there. What is that one area or multiples, but at least identify one area where you've just been focused on the gap between you and the ideal, be honest. And then number two, how could you flip it back and look at the gain of how far you've come in that exact same area and write down three to five examples of how far you've come in that same exact area? you can do that, you're well on your way to changing how you relate to and measure your success. It's going to give you so much confidence, so much peace. And ultimately, I think that's going to not only be healthier for you and those around you that have to deal with you, but it will motivate you to deeper and greater achievements of success. If this episode has been helpful for you, let me know in a comment below. Or if you're feeling bold, if you're watching on YouTube, you can comment your answers to the questions below as well. Feel free to share. And again, I want to always give you a gift, something you can take and apply right away. If you need to kickstart that business journey this year, take my 30-day online income jumpstart. It's free. It's just a four-week checklist. It's as simple as it can be. Follow the steps, put in the work, and you're going to make money in the next 30 days. I'm excited for you. It's all there, grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart, or the link is below if you're watching on YouTube. Have an amazing rest of your week. It's an honor to spend some time with you today. I'll see you in another episode. Thanks. 